Test Dom. Test Dom, Test Dom. No, face the microphone. Test Dom, Test Dom. Yeah, okay, cool. Right. We are recording. We are recording. Right, let's get on with it. Hello and welcome to the Omcast. My name is Dom, that's one half of the Omcast. I'm joined by Tom. Say hello, Tom. Hey. Hey. <laughs> in this episode, we're talking about the latest entry in the Fast and Furious franchise, F9, the Fast Saga, or Fast and Furious 9, depending on what region you're in. For 9. For 9. So, the last one was for 8. This fate. one is for 9. Yes, but there was they worked that into the title and called the film The Fate of the Furious, because that this sounds a little bit This is the for 9 like, of the Furious. Yes. Or... Eight, nine fast, nine furious. I don't know. The, 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 all naming conventions don't don't work with these movies. Fast anyway, and Furious Nine. <laughs> fast and Furious Nine. Um, all I know is that the next one has to be called Fast Ten. Your seatbelts. Oh, that's a good one. I like that one. I've seen that floating around online. Uh, I'm like, yeah, I like that. that's what it should be. FX was good, but Fast Ten. Your seatbelts is. It's exactly what they're gonna call. Probably. Anyway, so this is what it's all been building to. So we did our epic rewatch of the of the franchise in the mm. last week. Tom, you crammed them all in, um, and you're a bit of a broken man as a result of that. Yes. Um, so we then went to go and see the new one. So, um, so what did you think of F9? We we we've like we come back from the cinema and done our usual thing, and we haven't spoken too much about it. But I know you're. Really was something you want to say. Yeah. So what? Uh, <laughs> so I think um, we've gotten to the bottom of it. Yeah. Yes. So there's a line in this when um, they say, hey, Dad, do you know where God is? And then he's like, where, where is God? And he's like, he's in your heart. And he's like, yeah. And I'm in here always. So in this sa- this f- saga franchise, yeah, Vin Diesel is God. Vin Diesel is God. Did you know like that already? So yeah, so Don Toretto is God. Yeah. Um, and so was that the moment? Was that was what you were holding on to that yeah. you were to say. It's just as I got to that point, I was like, "That's it. That's the entire thing here." Vin Diesel thinks he's God. Yeah, he is. And, yeah, like, I one of the things I would say about this film, I had a lot more patience for this film and a lot more time for it, understanding. And I think because I've watched Nine this week, because yeah. between us recording the last mag, like marathon episode and this one, I've also watched Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> which is far more self-aware, far more understanding, and really knows what it is. Yeah. Whereas, uh, don't get me wrong, there are some parts in there mm. that are Vin Diesel-y. Yeah. So it's got its stink on it in some parts. But at the same time, that has led me a lot more understanding and softening to like the anger that I have towards these. Yeah. So, but yeah, so I enjoyed some of what was happening in front of me on this and then it got to a point and i was like it's just too much now like 
It's just yeah. I noticed like so we was we were sat in the cinema and like for the first you know half almost we were both having a good laugh like genuinely mm. laughing at things that were happening on screen. Yeah, and I was sort and I was like, oh my god, Tom's enjoying it. Like finally we've cracked the code. point um a little bit later on where i turned around and you were just there arms folded just like fed up and you'd had, you'd had enough yeah it outstayed its welcome um and i'm wondering if like it's just a case of it being too long or there was something that happened in the film that it, made you turn on it it wasn't anything in particular it was just the consistent drawn out stupidity of it all yeah that just if if it was all of the stupid that happened in the first hour was over the course of like 90 to 110 minutes. Yeah. I'd have been okay with it. But the fact that it was like a 143 minute film. Yeah. <laughs> and there was so much in it that just wouldn't stop happening. No, and it's just like yeah, the action sequences are all like the massive. There's like three of them throughout the movie. Yeah. Like each one of them could be like the finale of any one of these movies because it's so big. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. Like that whole thing that's been seen in the trailers about them, like doing the t- uh, what's being called Tarzan, where he swings across on the car. Yeah, that happens fairly early on. That's like in the first like twenty minutes. Yeah, that's like the intro. That's like the uh... yeah. It's, it's 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 the intro to the action of the film and the intro to the villain. Yeah, ish. The villain, who's um, played by John Cena, who's obviously. Tom- Another thing they do throughout this, which didn't really work for me, is that they have these constant flashbacks. Yeah. They kept flashing back and showing you this this origin story of the two of them as brothers, and they have these two young actors playing them. Uh, yeah, carry on. So you were saying about the, the flashbacks. <laughs> the flashbacks. So you have long extended flashbacks where we see, because they basically, this whole film is about retconning. Everything yeah. about it, the the plot, the subplot, everything, everything in it is about retconning what's come before. So they do this whole thing where they go back to the origin story of Don Toretto, and they kind of do it like we we see, like when we first met Don Toretto, one of the you know his backstory was that he beat almost beat a guy to death with a wrench. Yeah. Um, and he tells the story of that in the very first the Fast and Furious movie, and they do kind of it, they stick with that. Mm-hmm. So they they don't contradict that, but at the same time they add in a whole bunch of other shit about this brother that he had. Yeah. Play who yeah played by a different actor in the flashbacks, and then John Cena in the in the future. Yeah. Um, and they just add all this shit in, and it's like this whole it's so convoluted, and it's just like he fiddle like he was they were there they were working on the track when their dad was like a NASCAR racer. Yeah. And like he. They were work- yeah. They worked on his as part of his pit crew, and they may <laughs> that he may or may not have done something wrong. And it, it, the story changes like three times throughout the movie. Yeah, and it's just like I don't care. I Nobody don't really cares about the, the the mythology. No, not really. The Toretto's like no, well, it's some not, I don't know. Some people might. Some people I don't know. Don Toretto is you know he's the the core of this franchise, and yeah. going back to his origin and finding out more about his type his life pre the series i get would be interesting for some people but i don't really care nine (laughs) films in jammed into the the most astronomical of action set pieces of just eastern europe collapsing on them 
smashing through buildings in Edinburgh. Even to the point where I, I love the um, the fact that they, they managed to squeeze in a Helen Mirren, a Helen Mirren cameo into yeah. it. Uh, but literally all her part was was to give them a bit of exposition, a bit of information so we could move on. Yeah. But it that had to be done during a high speed pursuit. Yes. They couldn't just go and have a conversation. They had to have a they had to she had to give him that information whilst being like tearing through London. Yeah. And whilst <laughs> escaping the police after she's just nicked what was a mystery car, which I'm gonna find out what it is in a bit. Um, um they're like and she's like, Oh, you're my favourite American in a worse English accent than that. But what's weird is that is Helen Mirren's like she loves it, like she's requesting yeah. to be in these movies and so they're making a point of writing something around so that she can get yeah. in them. It's just it's so weird. It's so random. I love it's it. It's so weird. It's um, like it is like an in joke that if you get it, you get it. And if you don't, you sort of like you hate it. Yeah. And it is like an interesting sort of aspect of these films. Like I was as we were saying in the previous one, I was in at the start. Yeah. And then I gradually got out. Yeah. And I'm not back in now, but I'm a little bit more understanding. So having seen them all squashed together so intensely has given me a bit more patience for what it's about rather than this extended appearance of ignoring it and hoping it will just go away. And then having to go out and do another one, yeah. And then doing another one. So having it all happen at once has been cathartic, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, And it's just, yeah, it's the same lunacy. Like, the plot is basically non-existent. Yeah, Yeah. so explain the plot because it takes a sentence. There's another MacGuffin that they have to There's a MacGuffin. Except this time, John Cena's got it. As far as I can tell, it's kind of the plot to Goldeneye. Okay. It's, it's about it's about a satellite that will hack the world system so that they will be in a few like literally at one point he turns around to him and it's like we'll have more you know money your dad will have to ask you for pocket change or whatever and it's like yeah if you I was you and I have more money than God and it's like it's the kind of Alex Rebellion from back in yeah. from Goldeneye so it reminds me of that a little bit um, and it's just some sort of yeah some MacGuffin but like we are well into the t- the realms of sci-fi at this point with the MacGuffins because yeah. this thing is now it's two part and it's this weird like he- hexagon type thing. then you put it together and it glows green and it, but it can't it can't be activated unless a certain person is touching it because yeah it has a genetic code on it. it's like this is pure sci-fi now this is just yeah. there is no like it is completely like off the deep end it has to be set in like 30 years time or something yeah. it, it's like i'm watching westworld it's yeah because like-, like the scene the, the one thing that sort of allowed me to accept more about this one was what happened in Hobbs and Shaw is that it went just seamlessly straight into this is science fiction. Yeah, it did, yeah. Because they introduce the Brixton, who is this cybernetic character. Yeah. He's got a special transformer motorbike for some reason. And they're all like in this heightened reality. Whereas yeah. like the fact that it was this slow sort of push it in here yeah, and there yeah. and everywhere, like gradually bring it in with this franchise that over time it sort of became the the parable of the boiling frog for me. Like, yeah. But then this, uh, then this I was accepting of, because I was like, it's just a MacGuffin. Yeah. They're just going to do this, this and this. They need to get it, and then they're going to punch a bit and then be friends, so, as you always say. Yeah. You know? They punch for a bit, then they're mates. Yeah. Um, like, no, no villain can survive more than one movie. There is an exception to that, though, as Charlie's Theron comes back in this one. Yeah. Um, or you do, but you, if you, you either die a villain or you 
live long enough to come back as family. Become part, part of the family, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Charlize Theron is like is weird in it because that's another thing. Like thinking about Hobbs and Shaw, I thought they were going to tie it in more because there was a point when like she was doing her big villain monologue at the beginning, yeah. And she there was a line she used where it was like that's what they said in Hobbs and Shaw as well, something about being a necessary shock to the system, yeah. And that's exactly what Idris Elba said, yeah. I was like, they're going to tie it in. It's going to be like the big bad that we never got to meet in Hobbs and Shaw, mm. the voice on the other end of the phone sort of thing. Turns out it was Charlize Sorry, Theron, yeah. So it was all it all links in, but they haven't got to that yet. But she's still around, and she could still end up being the big bad. Yeah. Um, so I think they could be, yeah. But that that is something they're going to pick up. But um, but the other major plot of it. So the one big plot element of it is the retconning of the the new Toretto brother, which <laughs> who came out of nowhere. Yeah. And then on top of that, they do another big retcon where it's oh Han's back. Yeah. And they have to then go out of their way to explain how the fuck Han is back. Yeah. Why he's back. Yeah. And all the rest of it. But, having said that, of the two of them, I would much rather see more of the Han story. Yes. Like, when, as the Han yeah. thing was happening, I was like... And, there were, and then even in the later scenes where he got some action stuff, I was like, I want a Han movie. I want a Han spy movie. Like, Fast and Furious presents Han. Just call yeah. it that. I don't care. Like... I want that because yeah. the guy uh, Sun Kang is great. He's like yeah. we've always said that we've appreciated him as a, as a character, and he's just so much more interesting. He's really charismatic. He's really entertaining. He's got presence. He's got like this. He's got you know as much as they do make this joke about him being called Han Solo. Yeah, like he's got that sort of cocksure presence about him that really really works and is really effective. The problem they've done in this is that he's just horribly wasted. Yeah horribly wasted they've gone out of their way to wreck on this whole thing they bring him in they talk about it for a couple of minutes and then they're just like yeah because essentially you know this is almost exactly the same plot as seven oh, the, oh, oh sorry to get... fast and furious seven i thought you meant seven as in the, the, oh, um, no. the david fincher movie the fincher i was movie, like yeah is it? No. <laughs> no, as Fast 7. Fast, Fast 7. Furious 7, whatever one it's called. Yeah. But anyway, where so the one where Natalie Emmanuel first turns up. Yeah. They have to turn up. Their first to... ever acting role, apparently. Ever. <laughs> did you want to say... Do, working do you... for 15, 20 years before that. Do you want to talk about Natalie Emmanuel? She's rubbish. She's just rubbish. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sure she's a lovely person in real life, but she's such a bad actress. It's unbelievable <laughs> that she's still working. <laughs> It's incomprehensible that someone that looks like they're reading cards that's, that have been written on a hill in the distance, <laughs> as it happens, is working in one of the biggest franchises in cinema history. Yeah. I, yeah. She's not very good. I'll give you that. It's fine. <laughs> I, I know it seems like I have a vendetta against her. I don't have anything personally wrong with her. Professionally, I think she's fucking useless. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Well, you've got that off your chest now, so yeah, at least you've said that. It's just done. But yeah, so they bring in this character as the only person that can activate the MacGuffin yeah. in an appropriate way for it to happen. So they've just added that in. They're like, right, let's just do seven with bringing in the brother and bringing back Hat. Yeah, pretty much. But the, but like, when you get to the ninth film... Yeah, there's also a high-speed truck chase... That has doesn't need to be high speed. Doesn't need to be high speed. It's another one where it's like, yeah, for whatever reason, the the thing that they're going after has to be in a a continually moving vehicle, Mm -hmm. and like that is a thing that they've fallen into or they've they've had to do for the last five movies in a row or whatever. It's like it has to be some sort of convoy 
yeah. or something moving so that we can justify having this action sequence. If it was sat in a base somewhere, which is where it probably would be, then we wouldn't. Then there would be no need yeah. for us to drive, and therefore with the whole thing would, would fall be apart. less fast. Yeah, but not only that... It's They'd just, still it, be really furious about things. It still continues to be this ridiculous sort of... Like, the, the inciting incident in this one is that it's like Mr. Nobody, Kurt Russell's character, goes missing and he sends, like, a secret message, but he sends it only to Dom's crew. So, again, this, you know, government official, he could send it to the NSA, he could send it to the CIA, he could send it anywhere in the world, but yeah. instead he chooses to send it to Dom Toretto's crew. Mm-hmm. And they then have to, so literally the move, and they just, they jump over so much shit now. They literally, like, they go, right, we're going to go and do it. Wheels up at the whatever. It's like, where'd you get the plane from? Yeah. Like, how, and they go to a foreign country. There's like, there's a couple in this one where they're like made up countries. Yeah. It's like Quarter Maltese type thing that they go to in the at the beginning. Okay. Where it's like, um, yeah, they're doing some weird like, oh no, we don't want to get run into the local military down here. We'll get we'll get our oh, asses yeah. kicked. Oh no, that's because they um, have repeatedly pissed off governments because they were like Brazil. Oh Brazil, you don't want to go to Brazil. It's all scumbags, hive of, hive of criminals, scumbags, yeah. drug dealers, murderers. And you're yeah. like, it's actually quite nice. Like we've got yeah. a thriving tourist board. We got yeah. Some really stuff going. We got a lot of culture. No, no, no. We're all just all just robbers. Yeah, I was saying. And Mexico, they did yeah. the same thing with F nine, where it was all just about getting um, drugs to and from Mexico. So yeah. I can see why they've yeah they've started creating fake countries so yeah. they don't piss anyone off. But like yeah, so it means that the the opening massive action sequence is like a military like operation into a foreign on foreign soil mm. with like they've all got their own massive vehicles that they go in investigate a crash site that apparently yeah. doesn't have any local government or like military no. guarding it at all then they turn up then there's a firefight and then they end up there oh, are no bodies no or people no and then they they um have this giant chase over a landmine field yeah and it's just like you've skipped so much to get to this again this is the kind of thing where this would be the big finale yeah, and you'd have to get into this country. That is where the plane went down. You'd have to pull every string you could possibly get yeah. to get there. Like how they got there and what's going on would it would require a decent. And they just don't bother. No. they don't care anymore. They don't care. It's the same thing that they did in eight when the Rock just recruited them, and then we just cut to the end of the action sequence where they're they're in Germany yeah. and they're you know driving out of the whole yeah. facility. Everything's blowing up. All the stuff that's come before it doesn't matter. No, you're just you're most supposed to just accept it now at this point that these are the best of the best super spies. They yeah. can get anywhere they need to get to, no questions asked, and they they can get whatever equipment they need to get. Again, no questions asked. They have all the resources in the world at their disposal, and they will yeah. just do whatever it is they need to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you sort of you you sort of have to shrug and roll your eyes at that and be like, okay, yeah, because it's like Hot Wheels the movie, and they're like, and then there's going to be landmines and. It, and, but the one thing that keeps frustrating me with this, they keep trying to, like, they keep trying to sort of explain things away. Yeah. And they're like, oh, like, how fast do we need to go over the landmines? Yeah. And you're like, oh, right, okay, so we need to be going at, at least 80 because uh, we're driving at 80, so that means that there's going to be, like, a half-second trigger before it explodes after we go over it. Now, why is it that there are cars and vehicles that are overtaking them that are getting blown up by landmines. But that's what, but that's what, but that's what I'm saying is that they they consistently try and explain things away to make it make sense to be like, well, no, no, we we can explain that, but then it doesn't affect the main characters. Yeah. 
which is where we get into Tyrese's little yeah so then there's another thing again but they try and do these self-referential things so Tyrese has this whole um, because yeah there's a whole thing that goes on with him in that opening sequence where it looked like he's almost certainly going to die and somehow manages not twice Um, and then he like calls it out he then comes and he talks to Ludacris Natalie Emmanuel and said this is crazy like and he starts calling back all the stuff they've done over the last few movies yeah how is it that we're able to survive my only explanation is that we're somehow immortal, we're special or something. Yeah. And I'm like, where the fuck are they going with this? Also, I don't mean to be funny, Tyrese, but not everyone has survived. Like, Giselle died. Uh, Han died, as far as you knew, until the, until this movie. Yeah. Um, fucking, uh, literally, you call out at the very beginning of this, trying to get Rally Dom to come and fight. You say, oh, this woman killed the mother of your child. Yeah. It's like, people die. People yeah. do die, just not you. So just to say that you're invincible and everything's like, yeah, like not only is it slightly distasteful, but it's also if that person is no longer relevant to the plot, they kill them. Yeah, or or like there's there's practical reasons. So like I mean, the Han's death obviously came way before any of these movies were even what yeah. were what they were. It was in Tokyo Drift, but like Giselle's death was like they killed her off because Gal Gadot had to go do Wonder Woman. Yeah. Like that's that's the legitimate reason for it, but it's just like he just sort of, they gloss over that. They don't talk about anyone like any of the consequences yeah. of what they do. And he just goes, "Oh no, we're great. We've we've won. We've, we've like, everything's yeah. great." And they just and they just sort of laugh at him and say, "No, you're crazy, man." I'm like, but yeah, I don't know. It's fucking stupid because there, yeah, there are just like there are points in like that opening action sequence where he is dead to right, surrounded by a bunch of like, yeah. and it's like there's absolutely no way that he's gonna get out of this. He's got like a thousand AK-47s trained on him, and then somehow he's able to just shoot his way out yeah. of it. And it's like, you're right, Tyrese. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Like I almost thought wanted to go that step further, and he becomes the first one of the characters to realize he's in a movie. Yeah, and like it all gets really better. That's what, that's what I want is that he can he suddenly realizes that wait a minute this is stupid isn't it and looks dead down the camera are you enjoying this are you still paying for this like, yeah. Yeah. He, like I think in the next movie he's gonna notice a boom mic and then everything just like collapses around him <laughs> like he's like he realizes that, like he keeps going around trying he's to convince funny games no okay there's a sequence in funny games and I'm gonna spoil something here for you because and I'm gonna spoil this for everybody there's a sequence in funny games where it's a film that's it's it's quite violent and it's quite tough to watch and it's about home invasion of a family. There's a sequence where the um, the two boys that are invading the home mm. shoot the son, yeah, and kill him. And they get really mad and then they pull. They manage to get this big fight. And they pull a gun and kill one of the invaders. The other home invader then rewinds the film. He says, no, it's not supposed to happen like that. He rewinds the film in the middle of it, and then it carries on. That's the only time that that's brought up. I think that might happen. Yeah. I think Vin Diesel has seen Funny Games at some point, or we'll see Funny Games and be like, I'm using that. Maybe. Yeah. Honestly, nothing's off the table at this point. No. Like, again, I mean, spoilers, I guess. Oh, Idris Elba can teleport, by the way. That's the thing that happened in Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, because why not? there's a moment that he's in London, yeah, where he's just crashed through a bus, and in the next scene, Hobbs and Shaw and Hattie are running away, and then Vin and then Brixton is in like 
the Netherlands or somewhere, like oh. in this like facility. Facility. Yeah. Like literally in a second. I don't, mate, don't don't apply logic to it. Like, no, it but that's it. what I mean. Like, there's no logic to these anymore, and they and. There's a scene in the finale when all the everything they're all driving down a hill. Yeah. And at one point there are three cars driving straight down the hill in one shot. And you see them because they're driving behind the big lorry. And the next shot they're all on a road coming yeah. in sideways. And they just don't care. No. And that's like part of the thing that sort of frustrates me anymore is that they just they just don't care about this stuff anymore. They're just like no fuck it it doesn't care. It doesn't matter. You're here for punches and explosions. Yeah. And like that's one of the things that I sort of sort of I don't know when I sort of bought out a bit I was a bit like I think you're making fun of people it's not you're not making fun of people but you're just you're just you just don't give a shit and it's like there's no there's nothing beyond the explosions punches and we're talking about this family. Exactly. His family. The I, word family. No, I think they but he just... he fucking hates his family. He keeps trying to shoot his family or punch his family or blow his family up or put his family in precarious positions. No, or hide his family in a box under the floor. Yeah, that, was, yeah, that happened. Get in the box. Okay. Well, the clearly very obvious box over there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I feel like that. that's what... If he, he would argue that the heart of the film is in all those flashbacks and in that story of yeah. the brother. But the problem with it is, is that... It is almost completely contained to the flashbacks to mm. a point where they don't like him and um, John Cena, Vin Diesel and John Cena, don't actually properly have it out, like no. have that conversation about no. you know forgiving your brother for something that you think they don't. It's all done through flashback, and then flashbacks happen to Vin Diesel. Like he has them, yeah. and they attack him at one point. Yeah, there's the whole sequence where he like he goes King Kong and starts throwing. He those. literally <laughs> does like a He-Man, yeah, <laughs> muscle pose. Like if you were to ask some show some ask somebody to show you how big their biceps are, yeah, and they do like the big the muscle yeah. man pose. He does that as he jumps down to to fight four hundred thousand soldiers. Yeah, and he's just like throwing all these guys around, and then like he like he hits the water, and everyone knows that as soon as you hit the water after an action sequence, you have to have a flashback. Yeah, that's just an unwritten rule of of, yeah. of screen or a vision. Yeah. Um. So then he goes through this whole sequence where he sort of changes, like his perception on his brother changes completely. Mm. Based on some flashbacks, but like again, if you were really about family and how people can like they can fall out and you can have siblings that don't talk to each other and all the yeah. rest of it, you wouldn't do it through a a scene whereby you go back and and flashback and new information presented to you. You'd have yeah. it as a conversation, yeah, between two actors. Yeah. But they're not actors; they're like Vin Diesel and John Cena. Do you know what I mean? It's like like if if he was re- if he really put his money where his mouth is, that he could have done that, but he yeah. can't. You can't do it like no, that. So he has to just exactly, and it's all lip service. It's all just yeah. saying it's about family, but then having someone who is like, "You're dead to me. Yeah. You're nothing. You're not part of this family." No, and it's like, no, what? You're not talking about family here. You're talking about loyalty to you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's like... what you think. Family. You think you are the family, and everybody else is centered around you. Yeah. There is no familial situation here. Every you are, you've taken that one line from the first film where Dom's like gravity, people are just drawn to him. And you've applied that to yourself as the singular 
point singular center point of this universe yeah and it's just the the central yeah the whole idea about the, this brotherly rivalry again mm. could have been something interesting and another angle to sort of talk about the whole family ethos of this franchise but instead yeah. they chose just chose not to do it no and it all sort of falls flat and it i think part of the issue being that it's one of those again this is so so popular mm. in terms of just the the oh long lost brother i don't have a brother no yeah. no you're no brother of mine and it's one of those a misunderstanding that could have been explained in a two-minute conversation yeah when you finally get down, when you boil it down, and you find it, and you realise the actual story as opposed to what Dom's perception of it was, mm-hmm. it's something that Jacob could have explained in two minutes. Yeah. But instead, they had twenty years of not speaking to one another. Yeah. And like all this animosity yeah. and bollocks, and it's just so contrived in that absolute bullshit. Yeah. Um. But it's fucking 30, silly. Though. Was it so? Tw- tw- twenty-one, thirty-two years. Yeah. It was 1989, I think, yeah. is when it starts. And I will say, like, that it's, again, as always with these movies, they are shot very well. Yeah. Like, I thought that opening shot with um, coming out of the, uh, the visor, yeah. that was really cool. Um, and some of the stuff on the on that racetrack, there was some genuine, like, stunt racing going on. Yeah. That was cool. Um, and and again, that's what I like about these films. Yeah. Is when the, is when the driving's good, and when the racing's good, and when the cars are cool, and when the cars are yeah. exciting. Like, But then there's a point where they're in, when they're in Edinburgh. Yeah. And the car Vin Diesel was driving around is already set up with all the magnets in it, which doesn't happen until much later in the film. At that point that that car's driving around with all the magnets in the back, they haven't even found the magnets. I don't know, man. Is that right? I don't know. I can't remember. But that's what I mean. And you're like, well, either that or the engine is in the back of the car. Something like that. I don't know. It's, it's all a bit of a blur now between the Edinburgh one and then the, the one at the end. Also, I love the fact that they think that Edinburgh Castle is... They're like, it's it's hidden in the vault beneath Edinburgh Castle. <laughs> you know, is it? Is that what's in the basement of Edinburgh Castle? It, it's Just like, some dusty old books. It's like you and, and a world-controlling... Do- who's got that? <laughs> who's, who's holding that? Is it the UK government? Because we've don't. got MI6. They're pretty good at hiding. No, but it's just, I love it. Again, like, there's so many contrivances just to film in the places they want to film yeah. in. So it's like they literally only... They filmed in London, and it's purely just so they can get Helen Mirror in there. Yeah. And then for whatever reason, like, I think Edinburgh, there's been a few things filmed up there recently. They've got quite a good... Mm. Scotland obviously got a good, like, tax break deal going on for, like, attracting big Hollywood productions. So they just, like, found some excuse for there to be a sequence in Edinburgh. Yeah. But I love like what was the Scottish line? There was there was a guy with oh. a like, really Scottish accent. <laughs> oh, the security cameras! Uh, sorry, the security cameras have gone offline. Every one of them. I can't stop it, Captain. <laughs> They've gone into overload. Every camera's gone down. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just the it's one just... Scottish guy in this film is the most Scottish man ever. It's ridiculous. May as well be Limmy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's just. But even to the point where like the, there are like all these little visual gags, like that bit where they're where they're panning around trying to find something, or like trying to find a needle in a haystack. We're never going to find this. And there's like there's some barristers. There with, there's some barristers yeah. with their hair, hair. But there's one point they go, oh, it's like they make some reference to Where's Waldo, and then there's a guy there who's literally dressed as Where's Waldo. He's got the hat. Really? Yeah, did you not notice no. it? No. Oh, so he's literally got like a scarf wrapped around his neck and like and little glasses. And it's like, oh, it's Where's Waldo? So there. It's like. See, that's the kind of level this movie should be on. It should be a cartoon. Yeah. It should be yeah. like, well, like, 
you keep cutting in between that with some sort of, like deep serious you know yeah. flashback with the brothers and it's just like ugh, pick well, a lane but like, yeah like but also it just feels like just putting things in yeah mixing it all up and uh, put it throwing it it's the, floor. the same with like so the other the plot with it and again this is a slight spoiler but they go to space okay well you can see that in the trailer yeah yeah i mean they don't they show that there's a rocky car in, in yeah. the trailer. They don't actually show them going to space, but they legit go to space. And it's something that has been like joked about over the last yeah. couple of years about, you know, can, will the Fast and Furious franchise end up in space? Oh, the director thinks so, maybe. And it's like, everyone sort of laughs at like how ridiculous that would be. And now it's like, no, they did it. Yeah. They fucking did it. And it's just, it's ludicrous. Yeah. And Tyrese. And they go oh, up. Okay. <laughs> Fucking hell. How long have you waited for that one? Uh, quite a while. Um, <laughs> and it's, yeah, so they go up and it just makes no sense at all. And it's just, uh, they they bring back um, Sean as well from Tokyo Drift. Yeah. And he, for some reason, they're experimenting on rocket cars. For some reason. Him and Bow Wow. And it is he, Bow Wow, isn't it? Yeah, Bow Wow, although he doesn't go by that name anymore. What, Twink? Wink! Because he doesn't do it in real life or in yeah. the film. So he doesn't go by Bow Wow or Twink anymore. And then there's the other chap, and I've forgotten his name. But I'm pretty sure he was part of the crew from he Tokyo was, Drift yeah, as well, was. wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, he was like the uh, like the, the tech guy. Yeah, yeah. So he was always the guy that was like crunching the numbers. But for some reason, they're like fiddling around with rocket cars, and then they come back to them at the end. And, and, and also, apparently, Sean is a trained pilot now. Who can fly they, yeah, to the into both the, pilots into the stratosphere as high as you possibly can on the C one thirty or whatever it is? Some yeah. big like oh yeah, and they have a C one thirty yeah, and then you can from there you can launch mm-hmm. mid air to get into space, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's again the the reason for it is that there's a satellite they need to hack, but they can't do it remotely. They have to be there. Yeah, and like as it's going on, you can see. Oh my god, they have can, to be within fifty feet. Is that, oh my god, I can see where they're go- they're going with this. They're going to go to fucking space, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Fucking space. I'm the only thing that I'm surprised that they didn't do was have somebody punch the satellite. <laughs> well, like, I thought that they were going to have to get out of the car, and then Ludacris was going to hack it, and they were going to be like, "Oh no, I haven't got time," and he's going like, "God damn it!" And then he punches it, and it stops, and it goes boo. I mean, they pretty much did. They did the punching with a car, but then they punched it with a the car. They punched it with a car, <laughs> but just like they did the fast, I, just, fu- fast I couldn't, and furious I couldn't believe. Just I, I could not believe my eyes when it's like when it actually finally gets there, and they just they have these shots where it's like an exterior shot of a car in space, Pontiac Fiero that apparently already blew up, but is fine now. <laughs> but like to the point where they're driving it, like he literally puts his foot down on the pedal, and that causes he the changes thrust. gear. <laughs> He changes gear. He accelerates. In space. Yeah, but he doesn't. He but he doesn't. Or, or, but yeah, like he changes down a gear. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake! I just like every time. Every time we cut to it, and every time you saw one of those like like external shots, it was just like I can't believe what I'm watching. I can't believe this isn't like a YouTube parody video. This is real. Mm. They actually. Did it. They actually yeah. fucking did it. <laughs> now. And there was no, and they they found a way. Like at one point, like they have a big like sort of discussion. Like there was going to be a big consequence to it. Yeah. It's like, oh well, if we crash into this, then we might not be able to make re-entry. It's like, yeah, well, if we're going to go out, this is the way to go out. And like, and Tyrese has his big speech. Yeah. And then obviously there are no consequences. No, of course not. Fine. There's no consequences at any of these. Vin Diesel jumps out of 
things whilst they're on fire and blowing up and it's fine he just hits the floor and goes which is yeah. his trademark grunt noise that he does at every yeah. point they do they, they continue to use the whole if you land on a car that breaks that's your fine that's fine despite the fact the car's made of metal and the ground is softer than what your car is correct yeah um inertia no longer is a thing no but as long as we obey the laws of physics everything oh yeah that fair. was something that literally <laughs> felt like they were reaching out and slapping everybody in the face and spitting in their drinks <laughs> Because, yeah, there's a point where when they're doing this going into space thing, Tyrese is trying to break down the maths and the science of it all. And he says, look, it should work. As long as we obey the laws of physics, this should work. And like the irony of that in that this series has abandoned the laws of physics like three movies ago and nothing nothing that we've seen for the last two hours has got any sort of physics. Like Like the, the frictionless safe is one thing. Yeah. But then you're like, right, I can kind of get there because there is some effect. Yeah, that's what, what I mean. That was that was my that was the breaking point. That was when it was it was stretching the the laws yeah. of physics, but it wasn't breaking them. Yeah. And then from six onwards they've been breaking them every single yeah. movie. <laughs> because the thing is, even in like there's the scene where he crashes the, the charger in the first one. Mm. And the charger crashes and rolls a couple of times, he gets out and he's in quite a lot of pain. You yeah. can see he's visibly injured in quite a lot of pain. He goes through worse in this. He's hit by an air-to-surface, like an air-to-ground rocket. Oh, no, it's fine. And he just gets up and he's fine. Yeah. And that's the thing. I'm just like, I just get frustrated that there's no, like, internal consistency with this. And, like, every time you get to something that could be something, they're just like, no, we're not doing that. And it all feels like an ego thing. It all feels like a... I know better than yeah. you and that's what I don't know like it feels it just it just frustrates me and like there are, there are points that I was bought into this very much at the start because I was just like I'm just going to have fun with yeah. it and you were and I did it like for the most part I had fun with it but it's, it just wore me down yeah. over, the, over the throughout the thing and it just became sillier and sillier and sillier and it became more about Vin again yeah and I was just like, I'm just you're losing me on this. Like, I tell you what, I tell you the, the one, two of the things that I think is it's really missing. I think it's it it does the the series as a whole definitely really suffers from the um, loss of Paul Walker. Yeah, because it means that uh, yeah, there's like I said, there's more focus on Vin, and it becomes more yeah. about him and his ego, and he's giving himself opportunities to act and all this sort of yeah. stuff. And then that's compounded even more in this one because we don't have the Rock. Yeah. So we we're complete. He's like the de facto alpha, and there's no one else to do yeah. any. There are no scenes without him, almost no. to the point like the fact that he's wearing shoes that have got the, yeah. the 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 boots that he's wearing have got two maybe three inch heels on them, <laughs> yeah. and, well, and, well, like, and like he's clearly got lift in the back of them, and it's just so he can be the same height as John Cena. But what I like is that the scene where you notice that right at the very end is he's there with the kid. So even yeah, then he has even to even then even when he he's the only adult on screen he still has yeah. to be really tall. And it's like that thing you just imagining him that's what he's doing like off screen. Like he's just he's doing the same thing. It's yeah. just posturing and being taller than everybody else. Yeah. And it's again yeah it's just like oh come on like because one thing I was thinking throughout this is honestly I think there's really there would have been if it wasn't for this film really good potential for an origins film. 
Yeah, to go back and show to go yeah. back and show that to have those two actors. Yeah, with Michael Rooker as Buddy yeah, as yeah. the de facto father after he's the dad's killed. They can explain that story from start to finish. They can show Vin in prison, like Finn. I think his name is Finn Cole. I think the guy playing young Vin Diesel is. Oh right, right. Ironically, yeah. if I'm right, I think his name is Finn Cole. I will sort of do a fact check on that at some point. Maybe you can. You can reach your phone. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but um. Yeah, they could. You're right. There, there's a film. There's a really potentially good film in there. Because they can explain the no, brothers. Sorry, Finn Cole plays young Jacob. Uh, so young oh, okay. Dom is. Let me find him. But yeah, so they could have done that whole thing. They could have had that be a whole film. Yeah. Which they could have set before nine. Mm. They could have been Fast and Furious Origins. Uh, Vinnie Bennett yeah. is the guy who plays young Dom. And. Yeah, and they just could have done that. They could have had that whole story. They could have let it breathe. They could have had everything that happens happens in that. Yeah, you, you know? but it would be it would be interesting to like take it right back to its roots to a point where it's like a sports film around racing, yeah. sort of like or like you know have that you know the the incident of what happened to Don's dad, which is something we know is going to happen. Yeah, have that happen like forty five minutes into the movie. Yeah, after you've got some time to know him and know his sons and yeah, all yeah. the rest of it, and it would be like devastating. Is that sort of that Titanic shit? We know that at yeah. some point during all this, he's gonna die in yeah. a fiery car crash because that's the story. We know that because that's what Don told us right, way back at the very beginning. Yeah. But like, yeah, you're right. They, they could have done a, not a, like a solid sort of ninety minute movie that was just mm-hmm. that. It would have been great. That could have been great. Exactly. But, nah, but they're not, they're not interested. In Vin's that. ego won't let it happen. No. And that's what I mean. Is it now? I th- I'll tell you so what. So much less fun. You- like that's why I enjoyed Hobbs and Shaw so much because it's two people just yeah. dicking about, saying stupid shit, yeah. being superheroes. Yeah. But without any real ego involved. No. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, but I'm just thinking about that that prequel idea. I feel the only way that would have happened is if Vin had been able to be able to cast himself as, as his dad. dad. Yeah. yeah. That's what it would have been. If they'd done that, then 100% he would have greenlit that and it yeah. would have been called Fast Origins, yeah. like the story of Don Toretto or something. Yeah. Like. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it's, it's... And then they could have introduced Jacob in 10. Yeah. Or 9. Yeah. But then they could have just had Origins set before all the other ones. Yeah. They could have just given it a little bit of space to breathe. But apparently Tyrese needs money because he's broke. And so he cries on Instagram that the rock's making Hobbs and Shaw. Um, but yeah, and it's just, it's like, yeah, the film, this film is fucking stupid and you might enjoy it if you like that. I, but I don't know if like, I think it's better than eight. What one was eight? Is eight the one with the submarine? Yeah. I don't know. If, actually, I think it, I would say it's better than eight, but for the fact that eight has got the rock in it. Yeah. And Statham for that yeah. matter. So I feel like that's the only thing that elevates it a little bit. But I feel yeah. like I don't know. I've I felt less. I don't think I yeah. enjoy. I enjoyed it for more of the runtime than eight. Eight annoyed me more. I think. <laughs> yeah. This one annoyed me more than eight. Like eight was silly, but it like you say, it had people like it had the Hulk in it. It had the Rock and Statham, and then it winked at itself with the "Hello, baby, is that music too loud for you?" Yeah, and that scene, and he's like, "Oh, you're not allowed in planes anymore, little brother, because you had a problem in the last one." 
And it's just those silly jokes that are in there just bring it down a yeah. notch. Yeah. Whereas in this, it just stinks of Link Link's Africa. Yeah. <laughs> and like it just smells of like this escalating more and more testosterone. But also, I don't see John Cena as a villain because he's no. never been a villain. No, but and like he's not even he, as a wrestler, he's always been a face. Like but even in this, he's not that villainous, really. No. Not even not in comparison to people that but like. Look how many people Vin Diesel is killing. Yeah. Vin Diesel kills a hell of a lot. Like he's Tyrese more... is murdering people left, right, and centre. Yeah. Just shooting the fuckers with AK forty seven. Yeah, they're blowing people up in landmines. These are armed forces. Yeah, and they, again, they just they do a little like because they bring back um, what's his name? Uh, Shay Wiggum or whatever his name is. Yeah, um, who is the guy who was in the FBI with Brian? And he's got that big like oh yeah with his, um, his bent his, nose his bent nose because Brian keeps breaking it. Brian's like, done it twice. It's twice now he's broken his nose. Um, and they bring him in to just sort of smooth over the cracks after. Okay, well, people aren't happy about all that shit you just did. Um, yeah. but you can lay low for a bit and it'll be fine. I'm like, no, 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 no. That was an international incident. A bunch of armed American people just went in yeah. and engaged with the like actual official military and shot yeah. killed a lot of them caused a lot of damage and fucking you know, all the rest of, and then just left like yeah. that's like you know you're at, we're at war with this country now there's like an yeah, exactly. international incident but they just don't talk about it <laughs> it's like it'll be it's like yeah it's again i feel like it when Fake they country stand is what it sort of is yeah. it's like but when they come to the next one and we said this at the you know as part of our other um podcast is that i want there to be like their sokovia records yeah i want someone to say right for the last few years, you have been running around with complete impunity and been able to do whatever the fuck you want, and it ends here. This is the like the total damage that your crew has caused over the last, yeah. you know, here, you know, Brazil. I just want, yeah, William, William Hurt, Brazil, London, and just like click Edinburgh, the, Edinburgh, <laughs> just go through like a slideshow just showing all the devastation. Yeah. Dubai, uh, Brazil, yeah. Panama, Mexico, L.A constantly but just like LA and like New I love, York I love with like LA and London with like any existing cities they're always completely clear streets yeah whatever they have whenever they're having a, so like this this car chase that was happening in London is like she's just tearing through and there's just no traffic no. at all which has not been my experience of London no. um, so. it's like the odd bus and they're like but yeah um, speaking of buses, like the, the Edinburgh fight where they're jumping over oh, from bus God. to bus, like just like yeah. again, and then and then fall onto the truck that's being driven by Natalie Emmanuel, like even though it wasn't there before, and they figured out the timing of it, mm. and then that's also the one where they start using the magnets, and at one point she uses the magnet to suck the car through the buildings yes. and into the. <laughs> Oh, it's so fucking so, stupid. So, there are a few questions that we've got about the magnets, <laughs> which we can probably close the episode off with. Mm. So, the magnets, as magnets do, they draw in metal. Yeah. What are the cars made out of? Uh, metal. The cars that they're in. Oh, the cars that they're in. Um, a space age polymer. Right. That's why. That is my answer. Okay. <laughs> that's that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Cool. Got, yeah. <laughs> not an ounce of metal. Not an ounce. Of, not a. Not an ounce of metal within this entire thing. Also, how are they getting their cars everywhere? Oh, they've got their their magic plane, haven't they? Magic plane. Um. Th- yeah. Like that's the thing. There are scenes. I I lost the plot in a couple of occasions on this where they were just like so like when T uh, Tej and um 
Roman just go and meet up with Lucas Black and his lot. I'm just like, we need cars. We told you, you you'd be the ones to get us it. I'm like, hey, where are they now? Where, yeah, they're what, in, but they're they're in Germany, aren't they? I guess or were so. they in Russia or something no, like that. They're and in so Germany. I'm, yeah, but it's the it's the air it's the um, airplane hangar from the Force Awakens. Yeah, it's, which is in which is like in Surrey. Yeah, it's like not not far actually from where we are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, but like I I just lost it. It's like wait a minute, where are the where are they supposed to be? And that they're gonna supply them with cars for what for the rest of the movie? What cars? Mm. Are they? Do they have? Because the then they go. They turn up and they go. Like, we need cars, and then they don't have the cars. No. Or he says that oh, you want to check out our garage, which is like. Oh no! So the nearest way. Nissan dealer is like three thousand miles yeah. away. Oh, I don't know. It's very. No, it's all. That's the thing. Everything's just the bare, like bare bones of a plot or like any logic to it, just yeah. to get from one scene to the next, yeah. just to get to the next action sequence the next or, or the next cameo or whatever it happens to be. Yeah. They literally just threw them all in a blender. They go, right, we're going to get Lucas Black is going to come into it. We're going to get um, um, Helen Mirren. We're going to get this. We're going to get this. We're going to get this. Blend it all together yeah. and then just shit it out in cinemas. Yeah. People will see it. <laughs> Fuck them. Yeah. And it has. It's made a shitload of money. Um, yeah. It's the biggest uh, hit of the pandemic era. Brilliant. Um, far outstripping. I think the last one was um, Quiet Place Part Two. Yeah. Um, but to be fair, it's more of a mainstream. Yeah, it is. Hollywood. Um, so, but it's proof that there is, you know, appetite for cinema again, and Good. so it's it's looking that there's you know positive things for the industry. Yeah. Um, we're about, to, you know, we're on the precipice of getting the next Marvel movie, and that's obviously going to make a shitload yeah. as well. Um, and as we kind of said in the previous podcast, like. For me, I'm kind of all right with these movies doing well because it keeps Universal running as yeah. a as a studio. And you look at some of the other stuff they like. Universal are putting out things like Get Out and Us. They're doing yeah. Jordan Peele's films, which they would not be able to fund and get made if it wasn't for the Fast and mm-hmm. Furious franchise. So, yeah. if this is what we have to sacrifice, and I I had some enjoyment out of it, it was a good laugh. Kind like, of I had a laugh for a while, but then I just got bored. Yeah, because there was nothing to hold it together. No. Um, yeah, uh, but that, that's it really, yeah. yeah. Um, like I say, biggest takeaway is, fuck me, I want a Han movie. Um, yeah. I, I, like There was just a moment where, like, yeah. Just was, imagine being able to branch out of this franchise without Vin Diesel's ego being yeah. in the way. Well, they've already started with Hobbs and Shaw, and it was great. Hmm. Like, Hobbs and Shaw is better than this. Yeah. And and probably better than A as well. Um, yeah. But, like, I, yeah, I want a Han movie. It was that moment where he was fighting the guy on the on the thing or whatever, and he just he put the, the, the bomb on him. Yeah, and the guy had a. Par- Why did that guy have a parachute? I on? don't know. It doesn't matter. But it was cool though, wasn't it? It felt like a, it felt like a James Bond style yeah. sort of takedown, and that was where I was said to you, "Fuck, this guy needs a movie." Like, why does this yeah. guy not have a film? <laughs> It'll be so like, cool. I do want him to be in a film because, like, one of the things is like he's just always getting beaten up. Yeah, and he's not. He's not like this a ridiculous super spy. He's just fucking cool. He's, he's, and he's co- just yeah, like, exactly. God damn it! And he gets beaten up, and then he keeps forgetting that there's a magnet. Yeah. So he's like, he pulls a gun on the guy in the magnet, and that gets. Yeah. And he pulls a knife, and that happens. Yeah. He's just like, he, but then like, yeah, he has his moments with the like the sniper rifle. The way they explain out how, how he's died is like. Like he got recruited by Mr. Nobody and he's yeah. got like a spy for him and work I, I was working for Mr. Nobody in Tokyo and we faked, yeah. we faked my death. I'm like, can we have a movie where it's about what's happened in the in the time between when we faked your death, which yeah. was supposedly in seven, 
and then you coming back in nine, you were like off the grid as a black ops agent, basically, yeah. who everyone thought was dead. What have you been doing? Yeah. Give me a movie. Give me a movie. Like that, mm-hmm. I, would, I would shut up and take my money. That'd be so great. Yeah. But like you say, because Vin wouldn't be directly involved in it, I feel no. like he wouldn't do it. No, it wouldn't. It, only, wouldn't. it wouldn't get signed off. I think the only, um, the only way that they could circumvent that is the fact that Justin Lin. Because yeah. Justin Lin has directed this one, and obviously him and um, Sun Kang have got that long-standing working relationship. Yeah, and it's very much his, that's his character, that's his thing that he's brought to the franchise. Yeah. So they could, in theory, hopefully, yeah. But we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, it'll be just, interesting Justin Lin's to too busy making Aquaman two at the moment, so he's going to be stepping away from the Brilliant. franchise for a little bit anyway. Brilliant. <laughs> anyway, we will be back, <laughs> no doubt, for Fast and Furious Ten Part One. Yeah, which will be coming soon, I'm sure. Um, but in the meantime, there's some other stuff coming out now. So July is looking pretty packed, actually. There's loads of stuff. Yeah. Um, so we've got Black Widow coming up. Um, we've got Suicide Hordes out this month as well. Oh, cool. Um, we've got Space Jam, the Space new Space Legacy. Jam, which we can do a grand rewatch on. We've got Fear Street, which I watched the first of yes, yesterday. That's a really cool idea, actually. So Fear Street is like, it's this horror um, series set in different times. Mm. And it's a series of movies, and they're putting out a new movie every Friday for the next few yeah. weeks. Yeah. So we've sort of said, rather than covering them all, we're going to catch up and probably do the whole trilogy as one yeah. podcast. Um, I haven't seen the first one yet, so I might watch that later on. I have. Um, I've really enjoyed it. Although I can't watch it later on, because tonight it has to be all about Independence Day. Family. Oh, Independence no. Day. Independence Day. Cool. We will not go quietly into the night. No. We, we will not vanish without a fight. <laughs> we're going to live on. This is... Going so to he, he's going to be here for a while, guys, so feel free to... He's just going to keep going. Perhaps it's fate that today is the 4th of July. He's still going to go. And we will gonna... once again be fighting for our freedom. He's going to do the whole thing. Not from tyranny persecution, <laughs> but from annihilation. No, I'm gonna stop. I don't. Know. I, I think I've, I've messed up anyway. I, I don't know where I am anymore. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, cheers we'll for see listening. you on the next one. See you next time. Bye. Bye.